right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up Podcast. Solly here. This episode was supposed to be an interview that we were had scheduled for today here at the BMW Championship that got postponed, delayed, canceled, however you want to call it. Not happening this week. Uh, we were planning to do a little emergency session up front talking about the ridiculousness of this week already to this point, mainly Patrick Reed. We just decided to extend this into a full episode here at the BMW Championship. I want to give a shout out to our partners at BMW. You thought BMW was just the ultimate driving machine. It is so much more. It is also the ultimate electric driving machine, the ultimate buddies trip machine, the ultimate design machine, because the ultimate cannot be contained to just one thing. All electric, all BMW. Visit BMWUSA.com to learn more about the iX and the i4. Absolutely stoked for this week's tournament. Uh, we are going to detail some pro-am happenings with our boy Tony Finau today here very shortly. Also want to give a shout-out to our friends at Original Penguin. It is the brand you wear for good times. They've got stylish apparel for your whole closet. I can testify to this. My whole closet is Original Penguin. It's everywhere. I'm wearing their jeans right now. Pretty much any video you ever see me in, I'm wearing their golf shorts. I wear their golf shirts. I wear their sweaters. I wore their sweater last night. It is everywhere. This iconic American brand, born in 1955 as Munsingwear and now original penguin worn by masters of leisure and sports true legends of the game and now a full lifestyle brand with streetwear loungewear golf apparel tennis collections pickleball gear you name it original penguin has it all for you and your original style check out originalpenguin.com and use code nlu for 20 percent off site-wide originalpenguin.com code nlu for 20 percent off site-wide we are going to open this episode with a statement from our guy Mr. Tony Finau, who I had the pleasure of playing with today in the Pro-Am, he has a little uh, little something to say. We're going to start it right with that. All right, Randy, DJ, Tony Finau here, hanging out with your boy. Uh, apparently, there's some bets that you guys haven't paid up on. That just ain't cool, man. That's just not cool. You got a lot of haters? You got, yeah, I, I, yeah I, got, I got a lot of haters. I, don't, I love haters. It's all good, but you got to pay up on your bets when you lose. Take care of my guy. Come on. <laughs> Deej, your thoughts? Uh, I thought it was kind of classless from Big Tone, you know, just just really kicking a couple small business owners while we're down. Uh, you know, chips Aww. chips are down for me and my guy Randy, and and here comes Big Tone. You know, I don't think we would ever dance on his grave in that way, uh, and and just you know, he just couldn't seem to help himself. Uh, no, of course, I laughed my ass off. It was delightful. Fair play to Big Tone, as our friends across the pond would say. Uh, just I, I chuckled from just smiled from ear to ear watching him uh, have a little fun dancing on us. I, I hate it, man. I don't want to become a Big Tone fan. I've got too much invested, but he's he's making it tough. You know, it's it's he's starting to win me over. And I don't I don't know how I feel about that. He didn't even stunt on you too hard. He was nice no, exactly. about it. He's, no, you were basically was... holding him at gunpoint to stunt on us. It was, you know, you're 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 waiting in the wings there. If people haven't seen the video, just just really re- having him read the script. It was uh, I told him about it early on. I was like, I, we may have to get you to get you to send a video he's like, oh we're definitely doing that we're doing that <laughs> so he was he was fired up to do it he somehow had not heard at all any about any of these shenanigans over the last good uh, on so, him or he or he played dub that he hadn't heard but uh it was it was he unsurprisingly big tone is the man and it was a to- absolutely delightful day tell me about your your experience you know you i don't know if you've if you've really told the people you know you had kind of a 
a not a, a free role necessarily, but kind of put part of the BMW group. You got pretty select uh, pro-am. You know, there's a lot of a lot of pressure there when it's like, hey, you can kind of almost pick just about anybody to play with. And for the haters and losers out there, Big Tone was one of my suggestions as well, I believe. Just let let the record show that. <laughs> Which, Deej, as your lawyer, I just want to say, I don't think Big Tone stunted on you or Randy for any of the, the takes. It was just for not paying off the bet. True, that's also true, true. true. That's a good point. That's, that's yeah, thank you. Thank you, Trot. I have, I've got no further input. I'll, anything yeah, else a, you need to hear, you can hear from my lawyer, Trot. <laughs> I'm an unbiased observer here, and I know that... <laughs> totally. You know, I, I'm Nobody's sure written for Big Toad harder than, harder than Trot. <laughs> No, 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 I know I haven't, but you know, I think, I think we all, I think Big Tone would agree. Big Tone wasn't winning enough. So I think you guys are vindicated by Big Tone starting to win, starting to play well here. And I think that's a little bit of a stretch because the whole thing was the bet that he wouldn't ever win and ever win again and again. And anyways, but no, it was, uh, he didn't start winning until all these guys left for live. Uh, right? well, okay, here we go. So, it, it was I, see, I didn't want to bring that up. I didn't want to bring that up. I didn't want to make connect those dots. Well, anyway, no, tell us more about, no, it didn't stuff. matter when he won the Northern trust, which was a, a, all the big, limited all field the big event as dicks. well. Okay. Cam frittered that one away. Uh, and I'm, on so Monday, yeah. Monday finished when everybody was really yeah. tired. It was, uh, I had to use, you know, I've been, I've been on the, uh, major medical list for the pro-ams for the last three years. <laughs> haven't, haven't gotten to play for, uh, for quite some time. And, uh, it was good to dust it off, get back into competition. You know, I just love competing out there sure. and, uh, taking the pro-am extremely serious, but no, it was, uh, I haven't, you know, we kind of wanted to pick someone that we haven't gotten to spend a lot of time with or listen, I love Max, but like we've, we've we get to see Max pretty often. So it was fun to uh, get to know someone that you know we hadn't and also just like confirm a lot of what we thought I mean he was you know I didn't talk a ton to him because he was freaking amazing with like the caddies we were all Evan scholars and Platt scholars and things like that just like asking them a million questions and like helping them with you know what you know showing him what how he does certain things and things like that he's a class act super easy to root for had a great I wish I'd have caught this on camera didn't really catch on camera but asked him about like, all right, I was we're kind of kind of goad him into. Can you give us one two hundred mile an hour ball swing? Give it, give us the full parallel. Can you take? Give us the big smash. Do you do that once for the pro am groups? And uh, he kind of like laughed it off. And I was like, dude, yeah, please, I'll pull a muscle in the pro am going into the the uh, the uh, finale here. And I just asked him like, how do you how do you rein it in? How do you and why do you rein it in? He had like a really great point of like. My whole life, like I, I, speed has always been a luxury to me. Like bombing, like distance is never an issue. Like getting somewhere is never an issue. I can get to anything I want to, but it's always I've always been way offline. So like anything that's like straight is gravy to me. Even like my straight ball is so is top thirty in distance and super playable. Like I don't need anything more than that. He's like, and a lot of these dudes that like drive it really, really good at like a higher, you know, full speed, you know, have a different advantage where like, that's just not me. Like I don't have full control of the ball. Like anytime I see that little cut and I can hit it, that fairway finder at like, and again, we're talking like 180 ball speed. Like that's where I like play really good golf. And like, I, I found that pretty interesting. So we're going to get him on the pod. He was, he had nowhere, he had nowhere to run. So I was, when I said, you got to come on the podcast, he's like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. But Let's get they, it. Say that, they say that a lot. <laughs> you never know uh, if it's going to actually come to fruition. But. And we'll throw some stuff up on the Instagram story tonight, memorializing the day for you, yeah, Sally. It was fantastic. We got to play with J.R. Smith, too, who was. Got uh, the pipe. He was. He was a, a a hoot to play with. He attracts a you know a pretty big yell at, on every tee box he goes to. He was great with the fans, great with the caddies, and you could tell he's gr- he was grinding out there. He's he's getting work in, and uh, he he flashed a couple birdies coming in, and 
he uh, he hits it nice. He's got it. You know, he would tell you he needs to shore up things around the green and with his approach game a little bit and everything. And his speed was a little off with the putting, but it was yeah, it was pretty wild to. There's a, the PGA Tour posted a photo of just of just uh, Finau and, and and Jr. in the group, and I was and people are like, "Oh, you got you got done dirty." They didn't post photos. Like, thank God they didn't post the photo of God, me next to those two so dudes. Sick. Looking so dumpy and like all the gray hair <laughs> popping out of my head. It was head. you and the judge just hanging yeah, out. Me and, me and the judge, the, the uh, club championship, uh, the club champion there at Wilmington, who was awesome. She was incredible. We were just hanging out while those two were just stunting for the cameras. But no, it was it was very much a, a what am I doing here kind of kind of day. But and it was also fun to catch up with Keith Mitchell, who was our other nine hole partner. But it uh, I, it's easier to give Keith shit. So I. The uh, highlight of the day might have been we flip over to uh, so if you don't know how this how these work um, the nine and nine pro ams are you play nine like the front nine with a certain pro and the, the, that pro is done for the day and you play the back nine with a different pro basically so you get to get uh, play with two different guys and also they only have to play nine holes they flip over and the person running the tenth uh, tee was like uh, to Keith like are you so are you Chris solomon and uh I, and he just like lost it and i was like so oh, okay so you must be jr smith and uh and it was just the ultimate like play better and i, I got it all on camera and he i was like oh, i'm so glad i got that he was a little a little peeved about it if you will but sally what uh what the judge had to say about delaware this is the first time i've ever spent time here in the great state of delaware we talked a lot at lunch afterward about, you know, how the court system really works here and how it's, you know, all based around all these corporations that file here, which are, are, are based here, which is, you know, I don't even know how like many of this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an enormous struggle. It's a you would love it. Like it's right up your alley. And I don't like, fully like comprehend how any of that works. And it was uh, you know, wild talking to her about she's she's a state judge here and, and she uh she does a lot half civil half criminal and things like that and uh it uh it was complicated it was interesting there was uh there's a lot of, turns out there's a lot of crime in delaware and uh so she's involved in like a white collar crime or that. no no crime 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 <laughs> yeah there's a lot of open murder trials and unfortunately here but uh it, they uh, got some dope ass license plates though. <laughs> you can't argue with that. When you when you get to the uh you know, when you're done with your reporting on uh the universe, maybe you get to Delaware next <laughs> on the trap draw. You would you would it's love just a, a smaller Delaware. universe. It's you its own universe. Love a Delaware uh Delaware trap draw. It's almost like a universe that that slammed into New Jersey and Philadelphia as well. Exactly. That's kind of the idea. It's like there's the drug trade down the coast, like uh, Delaware gets caught up in the middle of that allegedly is what I what I learned today. So, uh, Solly, I know it's only nine holes. I know it's a practice round, but anything anything stick out from Big Tone golf wise as far as like you know a guy who's playing some of the best golf in the world right now. Anything that you you've been around a lot of players did did anything Big Tone did kind of stick out and 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 you know go noticed. For someone struggling with driver right now, it is just stark. Like to just watch someone, like the, the, what I said to Jay Hart today, I was like, dude, how I feel watching these dudes play is like it's like somebody scratched and they just take the cue ball out and they move it around the table and find the spot they want. Like that's how it feels like watching those dudes play golf. And I'm not, I'm not amazed by the distance. So demoralizing. Bro, I'm not amazed by the distance anymore. I've seen plenty of that. Like it, all the ball flights are, you know, come out the same. And after you see. You know, hundreds, if not thousands, of those. You're not that amazed by it anymore. I'm just amazed at the precision at which it's like, all right, dude. Like, you know what, Keith Mitchell today, the the uh, long par three was 234 yards or something on the back nine, 
and he with music blaring and Kelly James rapping and all that stuff, and he just like carves a four iron in there to like two feet. It's just absurd, and it's just like a totally different level of. I mean, we know this, but a totally different level of ball control. It's not, you know, we make a we say a lot about distance and brute force and all that, but it's so much more goes into it than just like brute force drive it as far as possible and there's nothing else more to the game and that's why we argue for tough setups more often because we don't get to see that stuff week in week out on all these tour venues right and and wilmington it was uh, i we had heard some reports of it being a soft like target fest it was not soft the fairways are definitely firm greens were firm greens are enormous northeastern they shrank them big time tour shrank them I did not see that out there. There's, I mean, there is enormous, enormous greens with like a ton of undulation going on in these. A couple spots, I think the 18th hole is going to be like if you land one in like that middle tier, there's balls that are going to rip back like 65, 70 yards down the hill. Still important, like driving, important, like important driving course. Yes, I would say so, but it's it's going to be a lot of drivers for those guys. But it's also kind of like the tees are so far back on a lot of them that you can aim at bunkers that you can't reach. Like Fino was just like hitting at a lot of bunkers today. That he's like, yeah, we we're not reaching. That Ted Scott was on Instagram yesterday talking about he was complaining about a par three or a par, par five, five bad hole, that really bad hole, bad hole, very bad where hole. Where like he's like like why not move the tee up thirty yards? Yeah. Give these guys a go at it. But I was talking to a couple of caddies and they were saying that they they will not be shocked at all to see some guys reaching. Well, it's it's a par 5 that's kind of blind and then the fairway like, kind of bends to the left but you it's, drive up over a blind. Yeah, but it also slopes left to right. So you got to draw it to hold the fairway cuz it's firm enough that balls are just running to the right rough. And then you're hitting off a downslope with the ball below your feet over water to a green on a par 5. And it's like And then you got to lay back on the on the layup, you got to lay back yeah. to like 120. Right? I mean, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be it. I mean, I. I, it, I feel like you get to enough. Uh, you know, you see a lot of these holes, and you're like, oh, no one's gonna get there. There will be guys that will will go for it, but there's just not that much incentive to do it. And there's gonna be a lot of laying up because the wedge shot's really easy. With the um, okay, that was the only hole that stuck out to me. It was kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. It was it was an enjoyable golf course. What was the strength of the course? Par threes, par fives, par fours. The pr- you know, I, I hate to say this, but the pro MTs are so far up that yeah. like you kind of are are going around. Dog legs and trying to hit hero shots and all that, so I didn't feel like you get you the full. Taking the driver out of the bag, I probably should have today. It was honestly kind of scary with people out there to be like, uh, "I'm kind of coming over this corner here, and I don't really know where it's going." But uh, we successfully did not hit anyone today. But strength of course of the greens. I think they could do some really fun stuff with pins. They can protect the par really well if they want to. But you could have some really fun pins, uh, some shave banks going into water and things like that, things of that nature. So I'm excited. It uh, it's always just good to be back in person, man. It's uh, you know, we say this, we 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 travel enough, and we don't necessarily need to go a lot of tour events. But I love coming to this championship. We've been done it almost every year since 2017, and uh, it's just again one of those few ones where all the top players are there and 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 ready to play, which. I think bridges the gap to the next part of the conversation. I was going to say, enough, going enough golf talk, man. Let's get into some policy. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a meeting at the Hotel DuPont here in Delaware, which is uh, where we, we were recording this podcast from. TC and I at least are here. Last night, uh, there was a PAC meeting from 3 to 5 p.m., I think. And then after that, was the, there was the PAC meeting, and then there was the cat meeting. Because Tiger Woods dusted off the jet, flew up. With uh, Ricky, with Big with Dick Ricky, Rick. got into a Nissan for some reason, and, and no, it's a rental car. And Tiger was driving again for some reason. Re- just, rental cars are hard to come by these days, man. I think I, we should know that better than anybody. A U-Haul, but uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking it, of you would have Ubered. 
It was uh, widely reported on, and uh, I think BMW would have would have picked him up. I know. I, he probably he probably said no because he's, you know, he's a Genesis guy, right? Or probably thought he was going to be off the grid. You know, I just don't, I don't know. know. I don't understand why Tiger's driving himself. It, it doesn't make any sense. That's it, that's another conversation. Yeah, especially with the cameras on you, like you know, like you're being. This is going to make some <laughs> I news. I was dying at all the all the tweets about his outfit. Oh my god! Dude, like poor ass. Eddie I had one Bauer. about the Eddie Bauer fall catalog. <laughs> um, oh, a lot, of the, a lot of the uh, Donald Trump Jr. in the woods uh, <laughs> motif that he had going on. Um. So they, yeah, they. You know, Tiger, Ricky, and uh, a lot of top players, influential players in the game, I think, if you will, um, had a meeting of some kind last night here in the hotel. And details are tough to come by. They're tough to come by. It's, uh, it's you know, mum seems to be the word. Did speak with someone close to the situation, if you will, and uh, heard, some, heard some reports from it. Got a few things we can share about uh, what we know about what happened last night, but the the majority of the con- the conversation the, it did not involve anyone from the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour players were there, um, but did not involve anybody that works the PGA Tour. Jay Monahan was not there. None of the other lieutenants were there. It was a conversation amongst the players, and hearing some of the the details about it kind of gave me a little bit of a a uh, I don't know epiphany is not the right word but a realization I, I we've talked about this it's not even a realization but it's like watching the players start to realize they should have been communicating stuff like this with each other a long 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 time ago like it they the again it's kind of a a representative it's representative of the structure of the tour and that these guys get spread out over so many different events and aren't all playing the same events at the same time but the individual nature of the tour has hurt these guys in terms of one, a lot of players that have, I think, that have left for live had really bad information and yeah. that went into making their decisions about how the tour is operating, how they're, you know, distributing their money, whatnot, and just like not temperature checking what everyone else is doing, and it allowed it's the all rumors, through agents, and, yeah, and middlemen. It allowed the rumors run rampant, and it allowed bad. Uh, I mean, just read James Hahn's tweets, right? Like, there's just some bad. The list bad, goes on. The, the list bad, goes on. <laughs> bad information. I mean, James Hahn. Like, not not intelligent. It's a very 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 bad look for Cal Berkeley. Like, but like faking like he's smart too with some of these horrific takes on Twitter. So it's it it just it seemed like there was a uh, a lot of enthusiasm in the room. There was a lot of uh, continuity. There was a lot of pretty much kind of shared vision. And I, I I can't speak to this, and I don't even know everyone that was in the room. But it sounded like the guys that were there are like very strongly committed to the PGA tour and maybe Tiger should have gotten involved in this earlier. And I say that with the idea of like, also he doesn't have to like he knows he's done plenty for this tour. And, uh, well, it almost seems like with Tiger getting involved, he's getting involved and all these guys are going to benefit from it. It's not necessarily Tiger benefiting from it at this point. Right. So it's kind of like, it's just magnanimous on his part, I think. I'm so fascinated by Tiger's role in all of this. And maybe this is just somebody who watches way, 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 way too much golf and has kind of OD'd on the, uh, a bit of a milk toast PJ tour product over the last like 10, 15 years. But the idea of, you know, Tiger grinding it out. Sure. Like that's, that's a very exciting proposition to watch when he does tee it up. It's, it's great. I had a great time watching him at the majors and stuff. Much stronger drug for me these days is like, tiger as a mentor tiger as like getting involved in stuff he doesn't have to get involved in 
Tiger taking an interest in certain things and just like speaking his mind on, you know, we'll see what happens. He spoke his mind a lot on the equipment stuff yeah. over the years, but everybody keeps forgetting that that's going on in the background. Like when that really starts percolating, I think Tiger's role in that is super interesting. I think his role in this, like you said, it's all he doesn't need to be involved. He can stay at home and count his money if he wants. And I don't think anybody would blame him or ask for anything, you know, more than more than what he's already given to golf and to, you know, all the people in that room, right? Like nobody, nobody's expecting him to do much. And the fact that he is getting off the couch and flying here and taking an interest and doing all this stuff is fascinating to me. And I, I can't wait until we kind of learn a little bit more about you know what's on his mind what is he really rooting for uh what's he pulling for what's he you know what's he saying behind the scenes to some of these guys what does he really think about you know he, he spoke very pretty candidly i thought at the british open about what he thinks about live um uh, but just i don't know man it seems like the more of a role he takes in this the better it is for for all of golf i think right i mean i, I think it's a wildly positive thing that he's kind of inserting himself into this conversation. Cause I think we were kind of saying that a couple weeks ago is like there, there really is like Jay can do his, his best to rally the troops and, and everything, but there's really as much of a cliche movie line as it sounds like there's like one person in the world of golf that can actually galvanize like these young players. Right. And I, I think it's tiger. I think his word is going to carry more weight than, than genuinely anybody else in the world of golf. I think also it's, you know, there, there probably is a selfish element of it too, because his legacy gets diminished if everybody leaves the PGA tour. And I know he judges his legacy based on majors more than anything, but at some point he still, you know, he still played 90% of his golf, 95% of his golf in PGA tour events, not in majors. I think he's all. There's got to just be a little bit, a little bit of like, yo, guys, come on, <laughs> yes, like exactly. look at, look at what I paved for you here. Like what, I'll come in and help help you. you. Just let me just remind fucks. you a little bit of how and why this is all happening right. Here. Like what we, what you are playing for this week right here at this championship, and it's hard to. You know, he just hasn't been around. Like, he's not around at these events. He doesn't see a lot of these guys. He's not there to, you know, I don't I don't want to, I don't want to, like, make this into a movie scene that he stood up and gave a speech and everyone cried and applauded and bowed down it's to him. It's not like the Arnold Palmer moment. It doesn't right? seem like it, but it seems like there was genuine excitement in the atmosphere in terms of, like, all these dudes that have decided to stay, that have, you know, kind of hitched their wagon to this, the Speeds, the Rory's, the JT's, the Rom's have, like, had to deal with this negative momentum everywhere they turn, right? I mean, like, the best news is when somebody doesn't leave on a certain day, right? And it's not – there's not been a ton of, like, new people declaring loyalty or, like, you know. But to be in a room where a bunch of people are being like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm committed to this. Like, I'm committed to this. Here's how we can do this. Let's do this. What if we thought about this? How do we do this? How do we – how do we structure this? Well, it's great. I think there's a, like, A, there's that affirmation, right? Of, hey, like, it affirms to them that, hey, there's a sign here. There's a positive sign that I made the right choice, that I'm on the right side of this. And then B, now, once they get that affirmation, now what you're going to get into, like what they're, they're, they can game plan and they can strategize and they they can get creative and realize, kind of do a SWOT analysis of sorts, right? They can say, how do we all get on the course at the same time how do we compete in more events together right how do we you know it, it's a bit, it's a challenge because of the like, different sponsorship agreements hat people have 
you know, you may end up skipping like a decent amount of people skip the Genesis, which like shouldn't happen, right? Yeah. But if you have an Amex deal and you have blah 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 or whatever that might be, you might be playing the Amex and it might lead to four in a row and you might need to skip one. Or you're playing Kapalua that year or yeah. Kapalua, yeah, yeah. Kap- but, Kapalua. Sorry, uh, <laughs> you know, you got to fit the Saudi international in, of course, and, and that's always throws a big curveball in the winter schedule. But I, I'm really hesitant to get like overly excited or encouraged by it because it's like. Dudes, how how has it gotten to this point where you needed to like the light bulb needed to go off where you needed to all compete against each other more frequently? That's the thing that kills me. It's like a total repudiation of everything that the tours, both the tour and the players. Like the players have no idea how to, you know, what power they have, how to assert their power. Like really, even yesterday, I'd be I'd be super interested. Do you guys know like a guy like Harry Higgs who is not inside the top one twenty five who lost his card this year? How does his, like, is he no longer on the pack because he lost his card? How does that work, even? Don't know the answer to that. I mean, I would imagine he's... And he's still I don't got his card. I mean, he's, I st- think he's still runs, a member. I think it runs calendar year, okay. I, 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 but, I believe. But, you know, it's like the tour, like, these guys don't even have... It's like, let's say they go into that meeting and have a vote of no confidence in Jay and the gang. Like, what, then then what? Like, that, that's not a... It, there's no recourse that they have on that. The board doesn't have to do anything, right? right? So I think it's it's these guys kind of waking up and realizing like, yo, this is our tour, but like we don't necessarily have any power or know how to exercise that power. And, you know, Peter Malnati, who's going to be one of the, the player directors next year, like, like, you know what? Maybe it should be JT or maybe it should be Spieth or maybe it should be one of those guys instead of Peter Malnati, you know? And I had a great conversation with someone today as well that was not a part of this meeting, but also uh, is here at the BMW Championship and, a, and a, a player on tour. And the conversation it was it was really interesting in terms of how there is no easy solution to this, and how like in a in peacetime, how much it makes sense for there to be forty seven uh, FedEx Cup events or whatever it is over the course of a season, and one thousand percent they yes. sold that big deal big ass deal to fedex with a basis of like no no no, like amex gets five i don't know why i'm shitting all over amex but uh we can we can we can we can add in 3m we can add whatever we want that they're getting 500 fedex cut points like and the next one is getting shit on rocket mortgage rocket mortgage you're getting you're getting 500 fedex cut points and what's genesis 550 it's slightly elevated but it's not much of a difference but the idea being like we're selling what's the fedex package 660 million over However many years or something like that, it's it's that makes a lot of sense if in that regard. And yeah. you can't just ignore if you ignore the fall, you have opened up a, a pre-lift. You've opened up. Well, a lot of these dudes are going to go play the race to Dubai now. So like, why wouldn't we try to put on more PGA Tour events in this fall? And and I think there's yeah. uh, we've suggested like they should make a Sprint Cup in the fall and then just start the FedEx Cup season in January. Then it becomes like. Oh, they have too many cups. What's the? There's the FedEx, and then there's the Comcast Business Sprint to high modem speed, uh, top whatever, top fifty in the in the fall. But which like, you guys candidly could use because you're both having a tether to your phones right now. Well, the listen, the yeah, hotel this isn't a is point of presence. Up not here, have great We're right Wi-Fi. down the street from Comcast, you know, Comcast HQ in Philly. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. No, I, I I think also on the flip side, the more the best guys tee it up. In the same events, the less of the other events they're going to play. Yes. Which also weakens, you know, it, let's say it, they... It kind of fixes the, fixes the glitch a little bit. Yeah, but but, but also yeah. that, you know, it fixes the glitch, but it also, unless the tour has a better mechanism or is, is centralizing the funds and then distributing them to each tournament how they see fit, it's, it's going to shrink the pie. 
But right. it, and a kicker that I a comment that I'd heard that I honestly never thought hadn't thought of was like, all right, the increment. Let's say we we go kind of all in. I'm talking from tour player perspective. Let's say, hey, we'll go all in on these events. And like, what if people don't watch? Which is extremely likely. And like the decimal point differences in the amount of people that are watching like a medium to low tour event versus a good tour event is straight up like not worth the exchange. Well, the other it, thing is all these proposals that I that we've heard for the last few months or you know year really have been predicated upon big money limited field events in the fall. Nobody fucking watches golf in the fall. That's, <laughs> that's why tough. that's why you've gerrymandered the FedEx Cup to the point where it is with this whole reach around schedule and all that stuff and it's like at some point like play these big events during peak golf season like during the during well, three fall, three fall ones, right? And then five elevated during the regular season, right? Because yeah. I know a lot of people still think that there's eight fall events that were that was in the erroneous article um, that was not really properly corrected. And I, I hear that all the time. They added eight new events. No, they didn't. They, and I, I think I'm okay with like a silly season, funny money, just funnel the money to the players here. Do this thing in the fall. So and I don't really use it as a mechanism by which to funnel the money in. Because all all I'm thinking about as a as a fan is thinking, the players. You know, we're back to the players mistaking the product for purse size and ending up with more Hero World challenges. Which to to on Tiger's point, like I think Tiger, like that's one of the things that he's like he teed it up in these the Buick Challenge and the Buick Classic and all these Buick events all the time and it's like Tiger has a hand in some of this schedule stuff as yep. well some of these problems that, that's what I was going to say too I, I with very very limited to almost no knowledge of kind of what the meeting was about and who was there and blah 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 where where my spidey sense starts to go off a little bit is exactly what you said Tron where some of the players are I, I'm not expecting them to be smart in this way because they're professional golfers, not like CEOs and CMOs and CFOs and all of those things rolled into one. But yeah, I start to worry a little bit. I'm like, well, man, like, do you guys know what is best for the, for the fan either? Like, I, I know you probably think, you know, what's best for the pocketbook, but like, is there, is there some sort of like entertainment media adult in this room also talking about like what's feasible and what's, What's going on? Because that, you know, just getting to a point of like, how do we funnel more money to fewer players is not, I know that's solving some of the problem, but that's not solving the whole problem either. And and a lot of this stuff goes back to, you know, what both of you got were kind of touching on is just the, the structure of the PJ tour in peace times, right? Where I, I feel like I am just barely smart enough to see the entire iceberg of like how complicated all of this shit is. And I am nowhere near smart enough to know like, well, actually in 1997, you should have done this. Or in 2007, you should have done this instead. Because it's like, when you are have that many spinning plates all going on at once and you have like, okay, we're in a, we're a tax exempt organization because we're a membership group. We're a membership group, you know, we're structured this way, which means we got to care about one to 300 you know, on our rankings equally. Okay. We've got that spinning plate going. Okay. That means we need to offer these kinds of events. Okay. That means the players are, the top players are pissed. So now we got to come up with WGCs. Okay. Now we got to come up with the FedEx cup playoffs. Okay. Now we got to come up with the play 15. Okay. Now we got to come up with the pip. Okay. Yeah. Now we got to come up with blah, 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 and, blah. And, and like, there's, and they're pre-selling all the ads for the, yeah, for, like, for the, the, 
the networks too, or 75%. Where, where I, I just want to be like a little sympathetic or, or fair. I think it's easy to be like, oh my God, the tour is asleep at the wheel, man. They should have figured this shit out. It's like, when? Like, how, when are you going to like hit the emergency brake, slam all the luggage to the front of the train here and say like, look, I know everybody's getting paid exponentially more than you ever expected to get paid playing golf, but we're going to halt everything. We're going to blow it up. We're going to change it all just in case the Saudi Arabian government happens to get interested in our sport and wants to like nuke things with an irrational amount of money. Like, but that's... I, I also get that that's incredibly fucking hard to have done as well. So it's the whole thing, it, like it boils down to just like, it's very complicated. And I also am like, I don't know if the group of, you know, the Avengers all meeting at the hotel is necessarily going to like solve this and, and going to have their arms around all of this. However, I think them all meeting without the PJ tour in the room and with whoever else is in the room. Like, I, I do think that's still a like wildly positive yes. step. Is, I, is all that we should call sense? him team Fox catcher. Cause we're, <laughs> well, the, I was going to ask, DuPont. I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to get into a trap draw conversation, but I was going to ask you if that was the same DuPont. I mean, we're in fucking Delaware. <laughs> it's got to be. It's yeah, gotta be. yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, no, I think there's, DJ, to your assertion that, like, when does the tour wake up? And, like, I think for the last two years, they were asleep at the wheel to a certain extent, right? And that's where I think some of the near-term stuff is like, hey, to your plate but then, analogy. But then just real, real quick, you also have a fucking pandemic going on totally. during that time as well. Uh, give them a lot of leeway <laughs> on that. But, you know, it seems like this has happened faster and more forcefully than they could have anticipated they need less plates all right we need yes, big, we need agree with bigger that. plates in the air less plates bigger plates yeah all that jerry Maguire um, style yeah but also like <laughs> at some point it's it's you got to fix the short term and the long term the short term is these top players want more money the long term is the money's so disconnected from the product and people are tuning out as it is and as these CEOs and everybody gets like there was a big article in Sports Business Journal a few weeks ago or a month ago about how the ratings don't like a they don't fucking matter for the tour right now and b like the older their demographic gets the more positively they can actually spin that as far as you know household income. Uh, household income and C-suite you know connections and all that stuff it becomes one fan worth like five exactly yeah. and so they're kind of mired in all of that which is for the short term that's a good thing and, and it insulates them from having to care about the product even more in the short term but at some point like that carousel is gonna gonna stop but the tour has been incentivized not to give a shit until until we get to that point right it, it I, I just want to pause it at this point to emphasize like to your point too Deej Building up a strategy to beat this like irrational actor would have been it's like it would not have been a good business decision. Like, that, like imagine how many like possible irrational actors there like could potentially be possible things that would come in and cause a shitstorm. China should get involved. Like you can't. Like, what about what about China? <laughs> That's exactly. Uh, it, it would not have been. And it wasn't even like preventable. Like you just couldn't stop this amount of money. But from... that's where I push back a little bit. Like, yes, as far as a cohesive overarching strategy, but when you have this many little chinks in the armor, yeah. With you know, like you can't even get fucking app that works. So you can't even get and I know that doesn't factor in, but like it it speaks volumes about the players being out of the loop and disconnected. And like if the players had better communication both with the tour and the tour serve to educate the players a little bit better and and yeah the players need to take more of an interest along the way as well but 
if the schedule didn't suck so bad, if guys weren't burned out from having to feel like they play the fall series events, you know, or else they're going to fall behind in the FedEx Cup, like all those little things add up, yep. right? And I, and it's not like it's going to stave off the Saudis alone, but I think it's a tiebreaker for some guys, or I think it's, you know, it makes the decision easier for for guys, right? Yeah. It, um, it I do get a sense that, the momentum is either going to grind to a halt or stop here. I've, you know, we've heard, I think four momentum on which side on, for, on, live? Uh, for live in terms of like the, yeah. the sliding momentum on the PJ tour being like, we're just losing everybody. Like, I think we, we can, we can sit here and name four people that we think are going is, is what I, what I think of as of now. I mean, two Australians have been widely, widely reported one American and one non-American non-US American, uh, that I think are as good as gone, and uh, recruitment efforts. I have can't been. even think of who you're talking about. <laughs> but it, uh, it's not huge names. Not huge names. Yeah, the two would be not huge names. To the point where, like, you can start to sh- uh, build the foundation of the shores up when you don't have to like worry. Like, is this guy? And maybe you do still have to worry. Like, this guy just told me he's not going, but he. But the uncertainty but is, is it's is it's powerful, much more limited, right? and like yeah. there's a just a different like. I, I'm just going to pull Scotty Scheffler's name out, and I know absolutely nothing about this. But let's just – it would have been really hard not to have at some point over the last several weeks and months like thought, like, am I making the right call here? Like, am I? John totally. Rump, like, am I yeah. making the right call here? But I get the sense that after last night, whatever the hell happened in there, the Tigers – the Tigers applause inducing speech and everybody crying. Uh, I get the sense that Big it's like, a, all man. right. Yeah. I get the sense. It's like, all right, we got a good thing going here. We got a good crew. We got to work together better, but like, this is it. Like we're going to, we're going to stick. I mean, shit. This. The fact that Ricky came up with tiger like that, That's that alone, song. I think, I, you know, I commend Ricky too, for being about as open and honest and thoughtful during this whole thing of like, I haven't made a decision. I'm up in the air, that, that kind of thing. So I would think that's a positive development for him. Heard from a bunch of people that Hideki seems solidly tore now, which that was a big rumor the last month or two that he was as good as gone, and Srixon was going to be basically sponsoring a whole team and footing you know a lot of his his you know upfront fee. So and hearing good things on Neiman now, which as of a couple months ago looked very bad, and then the momentum seems to have, have slowed there. But hearing that that is a I don't want to say safe bet, but that is a and it's, and it's hearing this stuff from non-tour sources. Which is you know like the tour can like they've when you got say employees yeah. yeah when you say the tour that means you mean employees yeah like non non tour employees and you know like yeah. people outside of that ecosystem yeah yes it, exactly so it uh, we're keeping our ears to the street on, on everything we could we could uh, possibly know I also just think that you know it's worth mentioning some of the younger players too like I know there was this this idea that oh they're going to poach the USAM champ, they're going to post the NCAA champion, they're going to poach all these guys, which they very well still might, you know, but it it's kind of interesting and I think exciting as, you know, it's pretty clear where I stand in this conversation, but to hear like Pearson Cootie's comments of just like, no, I'm not interested at all to hear, like to see a guy, honestly, I, I know he's kind of turned into a little bit of a joke with this group, but Ludwig joke having, you mean a joke? No, I just, I just mean it's a loaded term. He he lost today. Okay. You don't have to dance on your boy. Yeah. Which by the way, I, this is a well. We can take this offline, but how's it spelled? How's it pronounced? I Castillo. Never, and the, 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 no between I-O. that and the, and the puka shell necklace. Yeah, that, that, no there might be Castillo. Seems like a very very legit player though. Uh, but anyways, the point that you don't see those guys going. The point that like, I don't know, man. There's it's it's going to be the next twelve months for 
live are going to be very, very interesting. He well, said very obviously. Well, but, uh, <laughs> I also want to say Cam Young looking very, very, very good for the yeah. tour right now. And lastly, to all the tracker accounts, don't go reporting any of this on Twitter as news, right? The, the context of this conversation <laughs> is extremely important. And don't go running around so, there saying that. Solly going after the tracker no, I'm just, accounts. No, I'm not going after. You went after them. I'm just <laughs> giving them a command And you here. thanked me. You, Many you people can report me. that. You can report that Ludwig lost to American future yes. star Ricky Castillo. Yeah. You can report that. I, that is a fact. I think also just thinking lar- more largely about the tour, like I hope that, you know, I think the players, the players have a lot of smart connections out there, right? In the business world and in all sorts, in like on the connections on the C-suite. Exactly. You know, Jesuit <laughs> connections on the C-suite even. And I, I believe it was the C-level. But, you know, like right, I think... Sorry. I do think that like one of the big hopes I think for one of the things that disappointed me most about Jay Monahan was that he was going to, I thought he was going to clean house at the tour a little bit more than he did. And I think that there's still like, especially on the, on the product side of the business. So comms and, and that side, I think there's some, like it, it's a very weak organization. And like, I think that they need to finally address that. And if Jay's going to, if Jay wants to keep doing this job, he needs to make some hard decisions on that front. Cause like, I, I just think from a business standpoint, like the business, the tour is really good at selling shit. They're not very good at like producing and being creative and communicating. I don't know. This that's all exceedingly inside baseball, but it's also, I think operating within the confines of a lot of the spinning plates that we're talking about. Right. And a lot of that stuff is, you know, you can't do things some of the hyper creative things because you're bound by this membership structure and you can't i'm not saying that's everything certainly but like i'm just talking about i, I do think that's a part in of it certain ways too like we need some adults to well, come i think it, i think it distills down to the tv product more so than and i don't know if that is encompassed in what you're talking about yeah i mean it all comes down to the tv product i think eventually but there's all there's so many things there's so many little signs and tells here and there that it's like come on guys like let's run this like an adult organization which yeah i i there's no better time to refresh the way a lot of things are done. The tree of liberty must be refreshed with the blood of patriots from time to time. That was in the uh, FBI report on uh, some of the Truth Network. Uh, people were quoting that one, TC. So you might need to watch. That might be dog whistle for some of our. I think my guy, General uh, Francis, our more patriotic listeners, General Francis X. Hummel, uh, I believe, quoted that in the Rock uh, as well. Can, I know. No, that was that was pretty pretty good stuff. Speaking of patriots, can you bring us to our next topic? <laughs> I was debating. I know. I, was, I saw a couple couple good segues there, but. Uh, yeah, speaking of, of uh, Americans really protecting protecting the, uh, I would say, really free speech and democracy, Patrick Reed, uh, formerly known as Captain America, P. has uh, filed a defamation lawsuit against Brandel Eugene Chambly. <laughs> His middle name is Eugene? Yeah, that was a big, uh, big part of the, the lawsuit that came out. Uh, also, Patrick Nathaniel Reed for, for the listeners at home. Quote, alleging that they have conspired as joint tort feasers and with the PGA Tour, its executives and its commissioner, Jay Monahan, to engage in a pattern and practice of defaming Mr. Reed. Uh, there is an excellent, excellent 30 page, something like that, complaint uh, in the United States District Court for the Southern District of Texas, Houston Division. This was filed, I believe, by 
Mr. Reed's lawyer, Larry Clayman, who don't worry, we're going to get to that. <laughs> Just really alleging, you know, defamation by by Brandel, uh, kind of on two folds. I would encourage everybody to go read the entire uh, kind of complaint because you obviously know as much about this stuff as I do. Uh, but I think the the two real tent poles are just really banging on the uh, the cheating stuff. Uh, P- Brandel calling Patrick Reed a cheater after his thing at the Hero, and of course his thing at the Farmers, and then also some of his comments uh, around the live stuff. Uh, you know, murderers lost today, things of that nature, uh, which we could we could hit some of the uh, some of the high points. But any questions from from the gallery yeah, here to, you, to start? Can you? Hey, do you guys remember when when the plaintiff's caddy assaulted a fan allegedly? <laughs> I think that Australia. fan's face may have run into uh, the plaintiff's fist. Uh, if I, if I well, how, yeah, how did we not get pulled into this? Right? Because didn't you say he punched him? I think when it's he early, him? man. <laughs> It's er, it's real early. It's real early in this thing. So I'm gonna choose my words carefully. Actually, here. yeah, this is actually. Can probably... you read out some of the the nicknames that have been alleged? Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna get there. Um, just a, a couple things. Just kind of going through my notes and going through the complaint here. Starting at, at point number seven, I thought it was very interesting. I far be it for me. I would never suggest you know that that Mr. Reed's wife had a hand in in this filing i just thought it was very uh very funny how much she comes up in the background facts uh i could read those for you if you is it like. called facts. background facts <laughs> background facts use background facts uh mr reed is a professional golfer who began his career after winning back-to-back ncaa championships at augusta state university started his professional career by quote monday qualifying for pj tour events in 2012 with his then fiance now wife caddying for him seems like an irrelevant detail <laughs> the duo earned mr reed a pj tour card the duo earned mr reed a pj tour card through qualifying uh q school uh, for the PJ Tour in 2012. Together, they won their first PGA Tour event uh, in their first <laughs> season on the PJ Tour at the Wyndham Championship in 2013 at Sedgefield Country Club. Yada, yada, yada. I just thought that was very interesting. Uh, they point out that Reed is the fourth American golfer to receive an honorary lifetime membership on the European Tour after Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, and Tom Watson. Uh, I believe that is, uh, again, I think we've checked with the European Tour on that, and that's just if you win a major, you're eligible to take off lifetime membership so, i don't so like tiger like no tiger other. just he's said the, no i'm not yeah interested he's on the fourth to take it i think it, not yes, not the, i think yeah <laughs> i think that's exactly right um there was a note in there about uh in june of 2022 mr reed was constructively terminated as a member of the pj tour as a result of threats made and actions taken by jay monahan uh and he then signed with live golf just constructively terminated. I had wow. to look that up, so but I think that's fired. a. Uh, I didn't know that. I think that's a misleading term that essentially just means uh, resigned, uh, but it definitely makes it sound like he was he was fired from the PJ Tour. Point number thirteen. I just really enjoyed this phrasing. Uh, in this regard, defendant Chambly, a former professional golfer who fell short of ever rising to the accomplished level of Mr. Reed. Uh, I just thought that was uh, pretty, pretty good stuff. Let's go to, you get uh, to TC. I believe that you get to 18 point 18. Oh. Yeah. Point 18. I believe this was the, the point that you referenced TC and I, I I'm, I'll let you know what I'm quoting here. <clears throat> let me get a sip of water. <laughs> this is from the complaint. <clears throat> Referencing things that uh, Mr. Reed heard on the golf course, allegedly as a result of uh, some of Mr. Chambly's defamation. These induced personal attacks include, but are not limited to, quote, now on the tee, the excavator, 
kind of funny. <laughs> Quote, you suck. Quote, you fucking suck. Quote, you jackass. Quote, you coward. Quote, shovel. Why don't you dig yourself a grave and bury yourself in it? That's a very specific one. Quote, you piece of shit. Quote, no one likes you. Quote, everyone hates you, Reed. Quote, good luck digging yourself out of this one. Quote, where are your parents, coward? That one's that one's tough. Wow, it gets personal. Quote, you cheater. Quote, cheat. Quote, everyone hates you, cheater. Quote, you're going to miss this, you cheater. Quote, you cheat in college and on tour, you piece of shit. Quote, beat the cheater's ass. Don't know if that one's talking to Reed or about Reed. So that's a little, I would like that one stricken. Quote, sorry, Webb, for having to play with the cheat. Who did you piss off? That one uh, hopefully was transcribed correctly. That one's kind of long. Quote, why don't you introduce your children to their grandparents, you ungrateful bitch? That one's also tough. Also, also, also really could tough. Could have been I, yeah, to someone else in the Reed family. Not necessarily yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to wade into that territory. Uh, that one, that one, yeah, that one's a little hard to laugh at. That's a tough one. And then it's, you know, this is just a sampling of what the defendants uh, maliciously and intentionally caused and furthered with actual malice. Yada, yada, yada. Which, if I may say to all of that, there's a lot of in the, in, a lot of st- like bullshit in this uh, complaint, of course. A lot, a lot of, of lies. <laughs> I, well, a lot of lies, I'm sure. I believe every word of that, 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 that all no, those I things agree. were yelled at Patrick Reed. For, honestly, that that seems pretty light. Yeah, I, I think all of those things have been said in in replies to my tweets about Patrick Reed. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Uh, point number 32. This was an excerpt from uh, Travis Fulton's podcast. Someone or something named Froggy was also present for this, uh, which I'll, I'll mark uh, when, when they speak. But this is Chambly. First Chambly states, quote, so if they're this is regarding live. Uh, so if they're aligning themselves with a tyrannical, murderous leader, look, if you look at who MBS is, centralizing power, committing all these atrocities, you look at what he's doing to the citizens of, of his country, ask yourself, I mean, would you have played for the Stalin? Would you have played for Hitler? Would you have played for Mao? Would you have played for Pol Pot? And then Froggy uh, weighs in, <laughs> would you have played for Putin? Chambly, in agreement. Would you have played for Putin? Which? And this is who this guy is. He settles disputes with bone saws. And then, of course, they explain why this is... Uh, why this is defamatory accuses Reed of aligning himself with a tyrannical, murderous sports washing leader. Nothing could be farther from the truth, of course. And also points out that uh, that Reed would have a problem playing for Stalin or Hitler or Mao Zedong or Pol Pot or Vladimir Putin. So, did we also acknowledge? Did we say this out loud? How much money Reed is is suing for? Seven hundred. Uh, no, that was gonna that was gonna be my big finale. Uh, Thank you guys for getting to that. But seven hundred and fifty million dollars is the the tune no, it, that they feel at least in excess of at least in excess of it, yeah. like, in excess it, of. it's got to meet that threshold, plus some of the the you know punitive damages on top of that as well. I believe that that's where like this has all been. There's been a lot of fun in games over the last weeks and months, and this was finally the one that was just like. That that this is too much. This one's like way too much. Like this, you can't. We literally could not have made up that Reed would sue Brandel Chambly for seven hundred fifty fucking million dollars. Like dead serious. Like f- actual fi- like le- where did he file it in Houston? And nobody else is named. Like he like Chambly and Golf Channel are the only two defendants. And go- Chambly and Golf Channel. Which yeah. can we? I I I know what we got a lot Golf more to TV? get to, but what I think about- it. Yeah. I forget if I'm I'm stealing this from somewhere. I read this somewhere or heard this somewhere. Like the the thought or the idea here that this is a huge discovery play overall from Liv in terms of like getting access to a lot of internal communications at Golf Channel. If about- this was any sort of play by Liv, they wouldn't have hired Larry Clayman. <laughs> right? 
I mean, uh, put a please, <laughs> please judge. We're gonna get to that. Okay. Put, a, put a pin in that. Uh, but yes, we, uh, just w- one more point I wanted to point out before we we move on too far is, as a golf fan, as a what I would say not a Patrick Reed fan. Of course, that is my opinion. I'm not, you know, I'm not suggesting anybody else should not be a Patrick Reed fan. I think Brandel comes out looking pretty awesome about in this because I forgot about a lot of his absolute <laughs> bangers and they just kind of spell them all out and they're so fucking funny. Uh these are this is just a just a, a smattering. I miss Brandel. Uh, I don't really watch Golf Channel I know. anymore and I'm blocked no, by him on Twitter. Like I'm blocked by both of these people, the plaintiff <laughs> and the defendant. I can only communicate with the with the with the plaintiff's uh alleged uh burner account. Let, let me give you just a just a couple. This is from a uh, segment on the Golf Channel. Quote, the specter of having in their midst somebody who so flagrantly broke the rules. Look, they made a deal with the devil when they put Patrick Reed on this team. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. They thought that whatever darkness he would bring to the team would be offset by his competitive fire. When was the last time a teammate stabbed everybody in the back as soon as the event was over? It was the last time there was a team event, and it was Patrick Reed. <laughs> The fact that he thinks there's no intent, I think his ego is as big as Jupiter. Ego monsters are irritated by facts, but they're not moved aside from them. They think their ignorance of the facts uh, or their version of what happened is greater than the truth. This is going to follow him around like the video of Nixon saying, I'm not a crook. Uh, It's just, uh, again, I would encourage you guys to go read it. It's just kind of 30 pages of Brandel just dunking on on Patrick Reed and I, I I hate to say it it's all like pretty pretty funny I would say thank you to this lawyer for accumulating all this in one place for the for the official exactly record. that's exactly right uh <laughs> Tron you've mentioned a couple times Larry Clayman uh is is the the lawyer here and again this is all just you know running down the list really that most of this is from Wikipedia I know there are probably much funnier and much uh much more brutal uh sources on this but just a quick 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 uh overview of who larry clayman is he's been described as quote pathologically litigious uh which i think is a a pretty great way to be described gadfly and a quote racist frivolous litigator and a conspiracy theorist while clayman describes himself as a quote modern day john adams in a fight for justice uh which i think aligns with uh p's values probably pretty well uh he has sued the clintons upwards of 18 times through his group judicial watch uh he sued barack obama on behalf of a florida resident claiming that he shouldn't be on the primary ballot because he was not a natural born citizen uh he's big into and tc i thought this would catch your your interest he's big into forming citizen grand juries uh so basically like just kind of getting, a group, getting a group of people together and just trying to kind of enforce laws through citizen grand juries i think that that could be a way. So, to push so the citizen grand juries panel through. They can give warrants then to citizen, you know, sheriffs and to citizens possibly arrests. to see. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's where I, I haven't dug into that part, but it's on my list to follow up. Uh, he tried to sue Facebook for a billion dollars uh, for not responding quickly enough to calls to take down an anti-Israel Facebook page. Uh, he sued Google and Apple and Amazon on behalf of Parler. Uh, TC, I know you could probably give us the finer points of of that. I'm on truth that case at this point. Uh, unsuccessfully sued the Bidens, uh, having alleged they they pressured YouTube to ban his YouTube channel. So there could have been that could be how him and P uh, met as as former uh, or, you know kind of YouTube content. How creators. many of these lawsuits like end up 
being where he has to pay the legal fees for the other side and gets fined yeah, he for very, frivolous bullshit. I, I don't have those numbers in front of you. Very, very rarely wins. I, I think that's kind of the didn't he sue his mom? Wasn't there a line? Yet? He also sued his mom. That was that was the last one. He also sued his mom in nineteen ninety for what for. Uh, I think it was for medical costs related to his grandmother. So I, I wasn't able to, to read the the, uh, the case file on that one. But yeah, that also exists. And then also, just last thing, I totally missed this, but he also sued the PGA Tour in June of this year, trying to drum up a class action yeah. lawsuit. I hope, I hope I'm reading this right, but I think the claim was that he had bought tickets to three events and because the PGA Tour banned a bunch of, you know, star players, his like he was affected to the tune of around thirty thousand uh, dollars, and he he was uh, not having that because that he was saying that the tour suspended these players on anti-competitive grounds, which you know I guess we'll see. He's down on, in Boca. On I think uh, you know maybe maybe it was the Honda, you know, but but that was the Honda was after that, right? Or, yeah, uh, it was something was he, he said he had. He said he had bought tickets to the John Deere, the Fortnite, and the Barracuda. I, but yeah, I don't know. There was also like he was going to buy tickets to three other events. So I hate, the whole I hate thing. The John Deere keep you know it keeps getting dragged into all this bullshit. Well, I would never suggest that you know there was any foul play, but of course there was a live event opposite the John Deere. So I almost wonder if maybe maybe he bought those tickets with you know the idea that he was going to form this lawsuit. So somebody uh, who, could, who could possibly somebody say. in this guy's office put me on his distribution list during <laughs> when when this whole class action suit was going on against the tour and i got i must have gotten a dozen emails from him and i i would open them up it would be rife with misspellings which this this was i believe that's it a, said that's a theme throughout tiger, here as well tiger, tiger woods, woods like apostrophe w o o d apostrophe s <laughs> Uh, all sorts of little little you know nuggets in there. I think the it's like I think it, Neil could relate with it with the it's and the theirs and, and things like that. Which yeah. he might be a legal genius in this regard because there's Jeff Shackelford accumulated a bunch of old tweets from him re- referring to Saudi Arabia, and he says Brandon Chambly of uh, Golf Channel <laughs> and others have it right. Don't sell your soul to the murderous Saudi regime which gave us September 11th. So maybe he like laid this like trap out there, but didn't use Brandel's real actual name, so he has legal coverage. He used "Let's Go Brandon Champagne." Very interesting. Yeah, he was talking about something else. Brandon uh, which that I mean that tweet, you know, I, that could mean anything. I, I definitely see how those there two were are not there were plenty more. There were some real bangers. Oh my god! Uh, that that uh, people had dug up. I, I think the you know the 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 overall takeaway for me from this was. Uh, I think just how funny it is. Finally, sure. it felt very, it felt very cathartic. And like when I saw the news come across last night, I was like, oh my God, this is like, oh, this is, this is tough. And like, it's just more bad news. And wow, what is golf turning into? And then I went back through it and just read this. When you just read all this shit in black and white, in like a legal, it's so funny. It's so funny. And you see like, you know, the pictures of Reed's house that was going around. Oh, Claire Rogers posted that. See, that was spectacular. I, I, I mean, it's just the, the idea that any I think where some of the fundamental misunderstanding with someone like Reed comes from is that you automatically have this right to be taken seriously. And it's like, dude, you, you've had a decade and a half of like, you know, oh, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, like kind of kind of shit. And like, you know, Reed, Bryson, a, any of these guys, it's just Sergio. the fact that nobody can. The fact that nobody can like really 
like put two and two together here and just realize like, man, if there were a bunch of awesome character witnesses that you had just like treated great, that like you were so misunderstood, like I feel like we'd hear from those guys. And it's been about 15 years now for, for Reed since he was like really 10 years, whatever, since he was like really kind of in the spotlight. And it's just, you don't hear anything good. And that's really, that's really, really rare, you know, like uh, really rare. I could point to probably almost everybody that was probably in that room last night and be like, man, here's a bunch of stories of like those guys just being like a totally normal person. Yeah. And I could point to a bunch of fucking stories that are off the record where it's like, yeah, this guy that you think is unhinged is way more unhinged than you yeah. probably think he is. And it's just, it's so funny to me that these people are just like, no, 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 no. Like you have to take me seriously. I can't believe, I cannot believe that people would say these things about me. It's like, go away. It kind of reminds just me go of the, the quote, fuck you know, away. find, find somebody out on tour that doesn't like me. That doesn't oh, think no. I'm a good no, guy. No, 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 no. And I'll give you that's a million it. bucks. That's it. I'll give you a million bucks. I think and that's that's, that's kind of how Reed, that's Reed how acts, like, acts and operates no. too. Please sign of the cross. Please, please keep it away from me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so all right. So who, if and when this does go to discovery, assuming it doesn't get thrown out for being frivolous as hell, because it it should. But if it doesn't, if this gets, if this goes to to discovery, the tour like. Because Reed used to employ, or you know, he hired the guy that that represented VJ in his suit against the tour. That was his previous lawyer. So he went from somebody who was like highly, highly, highly successful at litigating this stuff to someone who's like I, I don't even think a he rises character. to the to the <laughs> level of like being a joke. And yeah. <laughs> so at that point, like like what what is he looking to get out of it? Does he want the tour to? have to release his disciplinary record does he want the tour to have to release other players disciplinary records like what what is he what is what is he and um his partner you know the other side of the duo uh lady J. like what what are what are they after i think it's true 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 delusion like i think it's just such a insane like that this must be the only lawyer that would take the case right like uh, that's the only explanation for any of this so no one would ever take any of this seriously except they should for have called morgan and morgan he's <laughs> he's what it what was it uh should have called 411 page <laughs> your boys it uh that's where like i can't even i it's very fun to to laugh about it with you guys and i can't even i can't handle this one like this is one too many it's one too many for this year i think this was one that that felt like a like I was saying, you just there's so much bad stuff that's just like, oh God, now we gotta like think about what it all means and we gotta take this seriously. And this was this was the one and I'm I'm happy to be, you know, happy to be proven wrong on this and maybe this will, you know, be taken very, very seriously by a court of law. And maybe this will absolutely go to trial and maybe Patrick Reed will definitely uh get seven hundred and fifty million dollars from Brandel Chambly and, and Golf Channel or more. But for the time being, I'm I'm really pumped to just just laugh this one and just be like, you know what, guys, let's take a breather. We got a lot of serious shit going on, and I just I hope everybody kind of takes a second to realize how fucking funny have you seen this, this thing is in black and white. As his attorney, TC, I would I would advise you to advise D to just stop talking because this is going to be page. <laughs> this is all opinion. Honestly, no, this is all opinion. I'm not I'm not reporting any any facts. Like here. like I was I was checking like my personal email. I'm like maybe I got served. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen the the ed, the back end edits on Wikipedia? Like it like it keeps the history of certain articles 
the yeah. uh, Will Knights and a lot of and, used, uh, used golf facts making a yeah, lot of changes, a lot of changes the there. And then I guess on Wikipedia. Reddit, people people are claiming that they've that they found the Reed family burner account on Reddit. Cougar something. I think well. I saw that. It, yeah. uh, it's just some outrageous shit in there too. God, what a what a sweepstakes, man. And P going over to the Singapore International Series event, playing and dropping three spots in the world ranking. It's a tough, tough break. It's tough. I hate that. Tough break. But well, delightful little midweek catch up here. Um, I, we again did have a, an interview scheduled for today that got canceled, but I think this worked out just great that we got a chance to chat about uh, a lot of mayhem, and we'll have plenty to talk about at the end of uh, the BMW Championship this week. I guess last thing, like, do you think Augusta? Like at this point, do they? They can't. They play. have to say like, yeah. "Yo, dude, like you're not coming." Yeah. Like, like we're not uninviting you. We're just telling you you're not invited. Yeah, I think that would count <laughs> as uninviting, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, there's no way Reed's playing the Masters next year. It'd be sick if he did though. They and can... then and then he sued Augusta. Oh God. When they didn't when they didn't let him. <laughs> I was suggesting I think Tiger should sue Pat for defamation <laughs> about that whole apology story. <laughs> I just I can't get over the house, man. Like like Bunky was saying, it looked like medieval times. Oh. I mean, did, did you see the bedroom? Which there was like Airbnb pillows in there, though. I I didn't know. I looked at the Zillow, but what was it like? A is that their former house? No, I think it's current their current house. house. I mean, that was that was the that was the address on the filing. Hmm. Um, gotcha. So maybe all those old pictures are used to be an Airbnb or something. Yeah, because there's like the coffins. I can't there's imagine like the what they've done with the place. Since then, I mean, it looks like a fucking sarcophagus. With all that live money. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. God, the reads are off. They're the best. They're content king, true content kings. Uh, there was a time. It, there was a time when he was extremely entertaining golfer and easy to root for. The craziest part, though, is like DJ. Not to counteract your point, but the like the sociopathic weirdest part about it is everybody you talk to, as far as like from a sponsor or like official like a tour official that's not a rules official basis he's the most like polite like soft-spoken dude right i think he's just like fairly like mostly normal right like i think he just like in a one-on-one i I don't know i I shouldn't even say this because i i have barely 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 ever interacted with him one-on-one but yeah what you hear from people is like oh he's just kind of like keeps to himself and he has his headphones on and he's fairly polite and and Whatever. I, I think it's more the like larger uh, macro decisions that, that he makes, which I'm guessing are done after consulting with uh, his team. Uh, and I, I think some of those are just where it's like, yo, what? What are you asking for? What do you want us to do? What are you expecting? Where do we need to be on what day? Like, that's where it starts to get like, yo, you go away, man. You're, no thanks. Agree. Which, you know, some of the people, credit to some of the people that I referenced earlier who I'm calling for their jobs. That I think there's a lot of talented, very talented, very like the majority of people at the tour are very talented and experienced and deserve their jobs. I think some of the people that he's probably that his team has probably dealt with, props to them for dealing with him. I think but it's just some of these people in positions of leadership that, you know, are put in tough situations and I don't think they're the best people for those positions. But props to them for dealing with P for the last ten years. <laughs> And if I if I may make like two somewhat unfortunately serious points about this lawsuit, one, Sally, I think it speaks to everything you were saying about Bryson and last week and how there was no juice and blah 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 blah. I think, man, it it's genuinely sucks not having Patrick Reed at PJ Tour events. Like from a entertainment standpoint, like 
I wish he was, I wish he was there more because he's a circus and he's got a fucking freak short game that I love watching. And there's just endless interesting things and it's much better when he is there. So let's not lose sight of the fact that like, it does suck that he's not, but you've also lost your privileges to watch him continue. (laughs) Nope. You're jaggling, you're jaggling your change. You're jaggling your change. You've lost your privileges. Uh, (laughs) Number two, uh, man, he was really freaking good. Yeah. He's really, really freaking good. Like when you actually do read some of it spelled out and all the like the wins and the WGCs and the Monday qualifiers and the like youngest to do this and blah, 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 blah. It's like you, it is easy to lose sight of that because he has kind of turned into a, a cartoon and he character did, by his and own. He did some of well. it like, but like, or he did all of it without being like a, you know, generational driver of the golf ball or having big yeah. distance. Like he did it because yeah. he's fucking good good at playing golf <laughs> savage yes yeah. and it was fun yeah. to root for for a time and then it was like oh no oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> this is what i signed up for i gotta retreat gotta retreat Sally, so, uh, last question for me i guess just tying a bow on the week or whatever what uh you still feel confident in your plays this week sure why not, why not? any new I'm, pick to win this week no you, i'm playing who, who you I'm, think wins either cameron young or sam burns is gonna is gonna win this week okay so I feel I feel good. I feel horrible. I feel horrible as bad as I do every week, but I'm sticking with it. So, um, gentlemen, thank you for the uh, wonderful midweek check in. We got to head down, enjoy some more pro am uh, festivities down here in the in the lobby, and uh, and create some content, if you will. The but, Gardner uh, Hydric pro am. That's right? right. Shout out to our friends at BMW. So thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll T- see you back TC, here see, on Sunday. See if you can whip up a citizen grand jury down there in the lobby. <laughs> You see if you see anything. That's well. That's the craziest part about We're all this PJ Tour shit is like <laughs> the people that like, you know, all this like some of this stuff that Clayman stands for. I bet sixty percent of the guys on the tour also stand for that. <laughs> for sure, it was probably kind of hard to get a hold of, to be honest. <laughs> all right, that's it. We're wrapped. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Johnny, that's. Better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything.